So let's start with the rapid fire round. The first one is, at what age do you want to retire? 65. What's your favorite mobile app? Spotify. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Half an hour. Most embarrassing moment of your life? Oh, pass. Mountains or beaches? Beaches. What's the most useful mobile feature you can't live without? Instant messaging. Favorite color? Blue. What time of day are you most inspired? At 11 o'clock. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Five. Fill in the blank. An upcoming technology trend is blank. Spintronics. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened? Paris. Uh, pick one, Android or Apple? Apple. The biggest mistake of your career? Not to change jobs often enough. How do you relax? Sailing. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Two to four, depending on the day. A habit of yours that you hate? Pass. The most valuable skill you've learned in life? To trust in people. Cities or countryside? Mostly countryside. And the last one is your favorite Netflix show? Pass. Okay. All right. Uh, so we go on to the bigger questions. Unless there's one short form question that you want to elaborate on. No, I think it's fine. It's fine, yeah. All right. So the first one is, how do you think the EIC Pathfinder program fits into the broader goals of the European Innovation Council? And what impact do you hope it will have in the long term? We are really trying to make sure that people who have dreams, the innovators, can meet those dreams. And the idea is to provide them the means, the funding, the collaboration to carry that forward and to make the breakthrough where they can show that the technology works. And what are some of the exciting uh, projects that you guys have been involved in with this? We are working a lot of uh, different technology areas, so it's very hard to pick one. And uh, with new technologies, you never know what is hype and what will uh, fulfill the dreams. But at the moment, uh, we are excited by 2D materials, Spintronics, quantum, and not only quantum computing, but also quantum sensing. It's really opening new arena in the medical uh, imaging, for example. We have such a wide range of technologies, so it's really hard to summarize in a short term. Okay. You don't have a personal favorite? Well, I'm a computer scientist, so everything happening close to the computer science, so that's why I'm passionate about how we can make more uh, breakthroughs and to fulfill, you know, more law with even more revolutionary new technologies. Okay. Uh, how do you see the role of SMEs in the innovation ecosystem and what policies are you advocating to support them? The SMEs have a crucial role. I mean, they are really the uh, best innovators that are bringing the new revolutionary breakthrough technologies to the market. SMEs have the passion and what we need to do is to ensure that we have enough funding and financing, that's the big novelty in EIC, that we are also investing with public money as a shareholder. Okay. And in your opinion, what are the key drivers for successful international cooperation in R&D and innovation policies? 
wow. I mean, this is, you really have to have all the corners covered. You have to have a good IPR strategy. You have to have a good collaboration. You have to have a clear dream, clear passion about the future technology. And you have to communicate clearly that every partner in the project are having a good role in fulfilling that objective. And so what does your typical day at the EIC look like? My typical day, uh, it varies. I have days where I meet a lot of external people. I go to conferences, I uh, talk with external people. And then I have on the other half days where we are making sure that the contracts are in place, that we are paying our uh, grantees uh, on time. And we make sure that uh, our back office is running smoothly. So pick and choose, I have different days. And what are the other conferences you've been attending? Actually, this is the first one, first big one for me after COVID. It has been quite calm uh, on my side, but as an EIC, we most recently went to SES in, in the States. I wasn't personally there. Okay. Uh, so looking ahead, what emerging technologies do you think will have the biggest impact on society? And what is the role of the European Commission in supporting their development and deployment? It depends a little bit what kind of time frame we are talking about. Uh, in the longer term, fusion energy, quantum, but these are long haul. Then on a shorter term, there is a lot of promise on new medical imaging technologies. It's really uh, changing the way we can organize personalized medicine, for example. Uh, more from the, uh, let's say, closer to the IT side, 2D materials are going to change a lot. I mentioned spin tonics. Um, yeah, I think that's maybe the most important ones that come to my mind. So could you talk a bit more about Spintronics since that seems to be a recurring topic here? This is really a new way of uh, changing the whole paradigm, and, you know, moving away from CMOS, going away even ever smaller, more compactful, more dense uh, way of storing data and changing, let's say, the way all the computers, the bones work with ever more uh, faster pace and with uh, larger quantities of data. And how is the supply chain? Because most of this material is manufactured outside of Europe. What are there any ways in which you're looking into making sure the supply chain is efficient? Yeah, this is a, a big uh, challenge that we have. The world is changing. We need to uh, secure the whole chain, starting from the raw materials, making sure that we have a good access to those, uh, ensure that we have the design in Europe, ensure that we have the capabilities of uh, handling the manufacturing process, software. It's really requiring a totally new way of looking at the industry. So in your role as the head of unit, how do you balance the needs and goals of different stakeholders, including member states, researchers and private sector partners? Yeah, we need to make sure that all our stakeholders are uh, taken into account. So we need to ensure that the member states are happy with the way we implement the program. We may need to make sure that there is in it for all of them, that we don't run an exclusive program only for the most excellent uh, areas in Europe. Uh, for researchers, we need to ensure that the programs are matching with their careers and that they have a uh, relatively uh, easy access to the money. They don't waste their time too much in writing proposals that we uh, ask pertinent questions in order to evaluate their 
projects. And once we are running a grant with them, we need to make sure that the program is running efficiently so that the all participants, also SMEs that we have a lot, are able to focus most of their time on things that matter, that there is not too much bureaucracy, which uh, they don't need. Unfortunately, we do need it. It's public money that comes with uh, strings attached, uh, but we need to keep it at the right level. So what advice would you have for these companies who are looking to get this money? Um, plan well ahead. Make sure that you have a clear idea what you want. Try to avoid writing a proposal for us. Try to write a proposal which is convincing your story. Uh, make sure that uh, you come at the right face. You have to have uh, enough credibility in the story. So if it's just an idea which is not backed by some, let's say, facts and plans, uh, you need to do your homework. Uh, make sure that you have the right partners. Don't go necessarily with the most obvious partners. Look for complementary, even um, interdisciplinary partners that really, really are maybe even challenging your ideas because they are the most valuable advice because you need to explain what you are looking for. Make sure that you have a good vocabulary between your, yourself and your partners that when you are talking about new concepts that you understand deeply what you are meaning. Um, yeah. And how do you think the European Union can best compete with other global innovation hubs such as Silicon Valley or Shenzhen? I think we Europeans, we need to rely on strengths. We have a lots of talented people in Europe. We have a lots of uh, brilliant ideas in Europe. We need to make sure that we have enough support available for those uh, that they can uh, realize their ideas. We need to make sure that when the technologies and the companies become more mature, that there's enough funding available and that we make sure that also the European markets are ready to adopt those technologies and ideally keep the ownership also in Europe. Okay, so the last question for you is of a personal kind. What would you be doing in your life if not this right now? Maybe I would like to be an entrepreneur. I mean, it's so passionate to see from my current job uh, amazing new technologies to be more hands-on myself that could be maybe quite interesting. interesting.